0: Hey, I'm so glad I found you. I'm looking for another musician for a gig tomorrow. It's a really good concert, it pays great, it's a really hard repertoire, so I need somebody who's a great player. But there's also a lot of downtime in between services, so I'm also looking for somebody who's easygoing and will get along with everybody else. There's a lot of other gigs happening at the same time, but I didn't know if you knew anybody else that I could call. Well, welcome back to the Server's Podcast. This is a question that as freelancers, we face a lot. It's a big part of how we get work. We recommend other people and other people recommend us to contractors. And sometimes it's hard to know what the right thing to do is. Should we play it safe and not recommend anybody because nobody will live up to our high standards of being a great player and a great person to hang out with? Or do we pay it forward and recommend somebody and trust that they are prepared and they will know how to handle themselves in a situation? Your co-hosts and I, Anna Luce, Jessica Wiersma, Christian Marshall, and me, I'm Michael Giblin. We dive into this question and talk about some of the ways that we've dealt with this question gracefully and some of the times that it didn't go so well. There's some great stories on both accounts. It's really a great episode. One last thing we would like to do is thank... Fix Music Publishing for covering the hosting for this podcast. If you're looking for sheet music, one place you should definitely look at is fixmusic.com. They carry all the winds, brass, strings, vocalists, anything you're looking for. They have a beautiful website. It's a quick experience to find the music that you're looking for, check out, and get it shipped to you. For all your sheet music needs, go check out fixmusic.com. That's F I C K S music.com. All right, here is the show
1: good morning everyone it is early it is
0: a very early thursday morning except not in austria well, well after very early here
2: i'm not used to this hour yeah i'm not used to functioning at this level oh, i had this hour. i had
0: my first rehearsal for nutcracker in miami last night and like driving in 95 is the struggle Ooh, is real
1: so sorry michael yeah
0: you had a you have an interesting gig though don't you Anna, you were saying something about Radio City.
1: Gig of the Week!
0: What? Maybe you played Mahler way too slow, or airboat at the Super Bowl, accompanied ax or Barbara Walters' birthday bash. Maybe you made lots of dough, or ate your pay from TSO. Tell us all about it from your Gig of the Week. Maybe you nailed everything, or faked your way through Spring, got paid in beer and Taco Bell, or suffered through more bell, saw Essa Pekka Salonen, or one of the Kardashians. Tell us all about it in your Gig of the Week.
1: Gig of the Week! Um... I've been playing, I've been stubbing in the Radio City, Rocket's Christmas Spectacular. Isn't there
0: like 5,000 performances of that?
1: Yeah, exactly 5,000. I played two shows. That's all I've played. I have one more on Saturday and that may be it and that's fine. It's Um, like
0: 5,027 minute shows or something? Yeah, it's an
1: hour and a half. And on certain days, I think there are five or six shows, which is insane. Oh my so gosh. the way it works is that people share one chair. So there's two people that own one chair and then they can get subs for themselves. And there's only eight violinists, actually. For some reason, I had in my head that it was like 72, but it's eight. It's a hefty score and it is nonstop playing. And when I got through with the second show, I thought I was going to die because it. I seriously, it was hard, you guys. But the best part, this is what I wanted to tell you about. The stage, you know, starts backstage and it moves, I don't even know, 70 feet to the left and then up this elevator that has three stopping points. So sometimes we're like at the lowest level, there's level two, level three, and then sometimes we're like up above and you can see the audience. Oh my God. And then for 20 minutes of the show, we go back to our original starting point, which totally changes how everything sounds. It's like you're in like a, oh yeah, this weird, you know, concrete room again and then you go back up also this year the entire ceiling is 3d screens
0: what in-
1: it is quite a production i was blown away i was just like why is no one laughing uncontrollably because this is this is riotous
0: you have to wear a <laughs> costume because the audience can see you
1: no they it's just like you know there's like two like um pit peep shows for the yeah for the orchestra oh. Oh. where you come up and they're like oh Cool. you're like There's playing right like in there. someone's lap <laughs> 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 guys it was so funny
0: uh, uh good times
1: yeah but props to those musicians who are killing it and probably getting tendinitis
0: it's a lot of christmas music are in there five shows a day
3: what
1: have you guys been up to what's new with you people
3: my gig of the week um actually is not going to happen <laughs> and i'll tell you why uh-huh. uh, just got a phone call a little bit ago hi, got your name through this colleague, Baroque concert coming up this weekend, gives me all the information. He's like, yeah, and he's like, it's really hard to explain, but we're missing a Baroque viola, so can we have your instrument? <laughs>
1: what? They weren't asking for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> said, they were <laughs> uh, They <laughs> were Like,
3: I got all the information for the gig, and it sounds like I'm being uh-huh. asked to play, and they're like, so we need a, just the instrument.
1: Only in the Baroque instrument. world would and this I'm happen.
0: Like, nope, sorry, can't help you. Thanks, yeah. Bye. It, it, it comes connected to me.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Such a weird. Why would uh, like, they give you all the information and then just be like, "But well, we don't want you." Just yeah, I, just- I think I
3: think it was for the availability of the instrument, so I would know like when I couldn't have it. But then I was oh like, "Oh my god, sorry, I no. can't help you." You know, I'll think about. It was just such a weird. Oh, Call it was such an a instrument funny.
0: store. Like, go yeah. go to your what? your Austrian White House of music. You oh know? man, only so, it only was, baroque. It was so I tell you
1: what, I will say, baroque violas are hard to come by. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that you owned one, Christian. Yeah,
3: I didn't either until now. But
0: <laughs> just hey, kidding. What?
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, because my baroque viola is also my viola just with strings on it, like. Gut strength. I don't have. <laughs> no, I had I had one that I had been using and then I gave it back to the person I had ah, for like okay. over a year. And then one is being oh. built for me now. Oh,
1: that's great. Yeah. Very exciting. Which I'm excited.
3: I'll get it next year.
1: Can we play the some Baroque yeah. together when we're in the same state? Oh,
3: totally. Great. When is Hamilton coming to Austria? I can't remember what are your tour Oh, dates? yeah. <laughs>
1: um, probably 2023. So
3: International tour. Sounds good.
1: Sounds I'm going to try to stay on it long enough to get there. Do it. That's happening Tuesday I leave for LA for rehearsals. Yeah. And now I can say publicly, Greg's coming with me. We're going on to our hit in the
3: road. You should try to get them to do um, like a European version. They just call it Miracle (laughs) or something like that. (laughs) Angela (laughs) Merkel. Angela Merkel. That's
1: musical.
3: Angela
0: Merkel.
1: Oh my God. It is starting in London, so it's pretty close.
0: Die power I, <laughs> <laughs> I want you to do the whole song or like the whole musical now in German.
1: Yes, rapping in German. Please. Uh, totally. <laughs> German rap is actually
2: oh. so funny to me to listen to. Like, it just oh, kills me. I don't
1: know why. tonic <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs>
3: Anyway, okay, Uh, so peeps. All right,
0: what are we talking about, Christian? Today, what are we talking
3: about? We are talking about. I have a little pun prepared. Get ready. Um, All right. So, as a freelancer, do we play it safe or do we play Mm. it forward? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like pay it forward. Okay, (laughs) pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah
0: play it forward. It's All just
3: right. something I've been thinking a lot about recently as I chose to do um to take a break from a few musical projects this fall, I naturally, you know, had to find some replacements or pass some names along and it really brought this question to mind, how do I recommend colleagues when I might really really like them as a person but don't think they're the finest of players or The exact opposite of that. Some phenomenal Mm -hmm. players, but I've not gotten along well with personally. How do you take the ensemble into consideration? You know, what does the ensemble maybe need? Asking the question, do I want to play alongside this person in the future? Um, Would this person Mm -hmm. possibly steal future gigs from me? I think there's a whole lot of difficulty in this question. Where do I stay territorial and kind of protect this career that i've built up in these contexts that i've created and how do i um or how then how do i strike the balance between that and being the most generous version of myself that i can you know someone who speaks well of colleagues and passes along the gigs that they can't play at and, and gives away the student that is just taking up too much time or maybe has lost interest you know there's just a lot of A lot of ground to be navigate navigated, and I think it's difficult to navigate that. Sometimes, yeah,
0: I think this is so fascinating and kind of amazing that we haven't talked about this because I feel like this is like the main, like one. Well, maybe not the main, but one of like the huge aspects of freelancing. Like, I don't know if you run into it that much. If you like, if you have your full time orchestra gig, like you know, there's there's the personnel manager. They they deal with all that stuff. Like, you don't really do that. But like freelancing, Mm -hmm. this is like. How you make it like this is your network. How do you uh, re- reciprocating gigs? This is so foundational. So I think I think, mm-hmm. I think it, and it's it's fascinating. Of like, how do you be helpful and how do you be a nice person? But then, how do you also protect the? It sound I mean, yeah, it, is, it does sound territorial. That's like oh, I gotta protect my gigs and I gotta protect the community. Also, like I don't want to recommend somebody that's terrible i guess maybe that's a foundationalist question is like what's at stake like what's the risk like who cares if if you recommend somebody that's either terrible or you recommend somebody that's not a nice person what's at stake
3: at least in the in I'll, i'll give an example okay so for an orchestra that i played in regularly here Two people do the booking, so to say. You do have kind of one personnel manager for the entire orchestra, but then each of the principals are allowed to basically book for the section. So quite often, both of those people don't know the level of playing, you know, of someone that's recommended or just a name or an email. I've gotten called a couple of times from the principal violist and she's like, oh, some, you know, so-and-so can't play. And -and so-and-so also can't play. So now I need two people. Do you know anyone? Mm -hmm. And it's like, whoever I say will get to play. Yeah. And this, I have two concrete cases I can say. One time I recommended someone and it was a little bit of a gig for gig. This guy that I met and I really liked, we get along personally, um, not the greatest player. But I knew there were some projects that he wanted to invite me to. And so- And I knew that he didn't have much to play here in this city. He had just moved here. And I was like, sure, I'll ask him to play. So he played. Then he didn't play again for quite a while. I guess no one had dropped out. And then he started playing again. And now he's pretty much, I think, towards the very top of the sub list, I do believe. Which is fine for me. I really like him. But I know there are a lot of other better players. Mm -hmm. Then there's somebody, when someone dropped out, Like I recommended them. They played. Did not do so well. And they have now asked me if I can pass along the the email addresses of the people
0: responsible for booking. Oh, but it was like they had their chance. Like they already played with the
3: group. They'd already played with the group. Yeah. And then like a year later, they're like, I really want to play again. Like, can you pass along the info? And it's like, oh, I have just left that Facebook message unread. Oh, (laughs) and that's I don't know what to do because do I tell them I don't think it was a very good fit and because that's not my responsibility, you know. Like I'm not right. in a position to actually
0: say no, because I'm not the person who books. You did your job, like you recommended them one time, and it's like from there that was their audition. Then, like they they played with the group, they sat with section players, whatever. The people in front of them heard how they played. You know, they probably interacted with enough musicians that there were enough other people that then reported back to the personnel manager and was like, "Hey, that person that yeah. was subbing dead."
1: I have a question, no Christian. Are you hesitant to give the email address because you don't want them to end up being at the top of the sub list or you, you know what I mean? Like, is it that, or is it, yeah, because I, I think I personally would just like the, I'd be like, Oh yeah, they can handle it. They can turn this person down. They do it all the time or, n- you know
3: what I mean? Well, no, because that's the thing is the project that she played. The principal wasn't there. Ah. The, well, there's that. So the principal doesn't know how they play. So they might be willing to give them another chance. And then also the the other person who does the emergency booking, so to say, for the whole orchestra, also has zero clue about how people play, and is herself not a musician. So, it's, so you're worried about I, making. Yeah. I'm worried about the honestly the quality of the of the section, you know, and mm-hmm. just knowing that like even just for on many levels, I think this is just not a great match. So I'm hesitant because I don't. If I come back to the ensemble next year, I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. So there I don't are want the personal be, reasons.
1: for for this okay
3: right and so it's kind of difficult you know i i literally do not know what to do
0: so there's like your own own reputation right that you're you're concerned about and and but but also Mm -hmm. how it will actually affect affect the the group right so i feel like that yeah that's a good baseline of like that's why that's why it matters i don't know which one is is there one that seems more important to you I guess like selfishly, I think about my reputation, although it would be like, I don't want to be the person that recommended that guy. (laughs)
3: No, that actually worries me the least. Yeah. Yeah. It's really is about the quality of the ensemble and, and because I kind of regret having done it the first time, you know, the first time I recommended somebody that I really liked as a person Mm -hmm. and I knew was in a great player. And then now you have that level coming in.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's
3: when I, then I thought about it like, oh, but you know, artistic integrity versus personal integrity. And then, you know, do I just be the the bigger person and then trust in fate? And, and like you said, let the other people make decisions. Or can I also say, no, I want to stand for a certain level. And, but then mm-hmm. again, oh, you know, that whole like prideful side, egotistical, like, oh, I decide like how good the group should be yeah because this is i i look at it in other groups in the section you know you see you see that favor playing happen mm-hmm. and like you know then people appear in other groups and you're like how oh, in absolutely. the world is this you know like they can, obviously can't yep. play and then you're like oh dating that person or oh <laughs> went to school with that person it's or so oh, and it's so like, tricky and it's hard to yeah. watch
1: jess and i talk about it a lot where we're just like how and also why and, and it's it stinks because i feel like you know we talked about this many times before <laughs> You think that personality and musicianship and ability; those are like that should be that makes the full package, right? A person that's easy to get along with that plays well, right? Great. You
0: gotta have one or the other. Well,
1: I feel like you should have both, right? And, oh, yeah, that's the best. Obviously, but, if you can but have both over and over great. again, people with only one of those are consistently hired, and it is hard to observe. And maybe I've been that person. Maybe people have looked at me and been like, "What a dweeb," or it's probably more like, "She can't play." <laughs> But maybe she's funny. I
0: I think those people say, yeah, she's a dweeb.
1: (laughs) Dweeb. I don't know. It's just, it stinks, but it's inevitable.
0: I (laughs) am old. I'm geriatric. (laughs) Uh, What are you hearing, Jess, over there? What's your experience with this? Yeah,
2: it is very tricky. I also sometimes struggle with if I recommend somebody and they don't do a good job or they're not a great player. And also, it definitely is going to depend what the gig is. Okay. So, like, Mm -hmm. This sounds terrible. Again, like Christian said, who am I to decide whatever about somebody's playing? But certain gigs are going to dictate certain things as well. Yeah. But if I recommend somebody and they do poorly and the contractor or the personal manager, whoever comes back to me and says, yeah, that didn't go well or whatever. I I guess I'm more Uh egotistical than Christian because I don't want them thinking, I don't know what good it is. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I don't want them to think that my opinion is now worthless because this situation happened. Now, vice versa, I definitely feel pressure, again, depending on the gig. Uh-huh. If I'm recommended yeah. for mm-hmm. something, right. yeah. then I feel pressure to pull my weight even more than maybe I would normally because I don't want the person who recommended me to yeah. never recommend me again if I don't do a good job. Yeah. You know, that's so exactly, I, yeah. I feel it both ways. Yeah. And so then I also sometimes wonder how many times have people looked at me and been like, what the what the crap
1: is she doing here? That's you know, exa- that's exactly so, my experience with the Rockettes, though, because the music is so hard. I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, gonna, the person who hired me is going to think that they did a very bad job, you know, just like, like I recommended
2: her. Yeah. So the, it's, it's yeah. tricky. I, I think it's very easy to put ourselves on both sides. Of the situation, which is why we have such internal conflict about it.
0: It, it, When, say that situation where you're sitting with a sub or something and then the personnel manager comes back to you and says like, hey, how'd your stand partner do? It's really easy to be like, to put somebody down. Like, it's very easy to try to make yourself look better by being like, oh, they're not very good. Like, I'm better. And... It does take a big person or a lot of generosity to be like they played really well, or like yeah, they're doing great. I'm really enjoying playing with them. Or something I like just that. want to
3: tell this story real quick. This is quite funny. There's um, <laughs> there's a girl, there's a lady in this orchestra I play with in regularly who's in very territorial. Like tries to instruct, especially the new people, like how to play. And she always volunteers like, oh, let me see with the new people. And she says, oh, try to blend here more and do this or oh, that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I <laughs> yeah, I know. But wait a second. So my my former roommate violinist got randomly called to play or whatever played. And uh, she kept saying that, like, you should blend like more, blah, blah, blah. OK. Well, now he's first violin in Vienna Philharmonic and she's still <laughs> like in his orchestra. And so, and, and it's funny to me because it doesn't matter what you want to say about the person anyway, but if someone has not played well, yeah, if I get asked, if someone really says like, oh, do you think they played well? I, I, I usually just say like, no, I wasn't, no, I just wasn't convinced. I think that's the word I like to use rather than impressed to say like, I wasn't really convinced. I don't hmm. think they're a necessary addition.
1: Yeah, and I think it's okay to be honest, but like Michael's saying like don't try to buoy yourself up. I had a really weird experience yeah. one time where I played with this ensemble and and it's more it was more of a specialized, you know, classical group like 430 and everything. And I have conductorless experience, right? And they knew that and so they valued that and so that the director's kind of took me out afterwards and they like wanted me to assess all the violinists. And I was like
0: uh-huh. It was interesting
1: because I all of them. <laughs> like I don't feel like I'm an amazing specialist at this point. Like I really enjoy it, but especially classical, four thirty classical bow. I like don't right. really know what I'm doing still. So you know, like earlier baroque, I'm getting better at. But I was like, oh man. But I tried to give an honest report on how I thought each person was, just as far as a conductorless group uh-huh. went. Not so much musical skill. Well, although I feel like it goes together, right? If you're a good musician, you're a good leader and follower mm-hmm. at the same time. But um. That was really weird, and I, I had never been in that position before. And I was like, "Man, because so like how many... many
0: violinists were were they asking you to It's
1: like nine? <laughs> no, I mean they that was like, your first and like, only, and only like,
2: experience with them, right? So yeah. like that's tricky too to be like based on this one experience. Although I guess that's part of like our job, right? Yeah, yeah. We had one also, shot, so yeah, yeah, and,
1: and also in a conductorless setting, you do understand how everyone is operating at the same time whereas like in a big orchestra right you, there's no uh-huh. way that you i don't know what's happening two stands behind me i can't yeah. tell you know sure right. Right, right, more right, yeah. communication in this right. level but yeah i was really taken aback i was like man so much power it could really destroy I, everyone I wanted, ah.
3: wow <laughs> yeah i wanted to say the same thing as much as we want you know people to extend us grace because think about we play a gig one time your first time to say subbing with i don't know philadelphia yeah. orchestra and you just had a really off weekend personally or for whatever reason mm-hmm, and it's like yeah. well that was that but honestly this having one shot that's the theme of our career like think about auditions mm-hmm. it's one shot you can't have a bad excerpt and be like oh sorry like can i do that again maybe you can but rare you know that's the exception and not the rule yeah. and so in a way we know we're going to be treated like that
0: and, and you don't get a second chance to make a first impression yeah I think it makes it a but I think there are some times that you can that sometimes there are other people that will recommend you for another gig or it's like maybe ah, maybe it's not true <laughs> uh, I don't, I I don't want to believe the
1: Hamilton song <laughs> <laughs> I know me too i away my
0: shot, shot, one shot, shot.
1: I'm going to take a shot and I am not my, not
2: away my shirt. Also, 8 Mile. Well, in Broadway, well, like, like for, that. Jeez. Yeah. For example, there is somebody here that they apparently something happened. Like they used to sub and I don't know what happened, but they decided that they didn't like this particular person's personality. So they didn't like how the interactions went in the section. And I don't know about the playing level of this person, but they haven't played here. Again? I don't know. I've uh. heard
3: that about so many ensembles. Once they decide they like you, then you're fine. Or if they instantly decide they don't like you, it's over. Like, forget it.
2: Well, sure. I think that's possible. But I think when it comes to certain types of bigger gigs, you don't have that option. Like, I think if Anna had bombed her first time sitting in the Hamilton pit Like she wouldn't be going on that tour now, you know, and like that could just be because whatever happened, but I don't think you necessarily get that second chance for all of the things.
0: But sometimes I think, okay, there's a new, there's a new guy in town and sometimes contractor a wants to hear how they play. And then contractor B wants to call them for a wedding and kind of try them out. And so sometimes I feel like, ah, maybe you get a shot over here and that's maybe where the conflict happens or what people are like well, how, do, how come that person made because maybe at, at gig number A with contractor A they bombed it and they were terrible and so maybe that contractor is never going to call them again but maybe contractor B is like hey I heard there's a new girl in town. Well and some
1: people require you to have 96 good first chances. I mean like that's been the case in a lot of Broadway shows where like the director does not approve someone until they are very sure and that could be a month later. It's just, it's just fascinating yeah. to me. So let's go back
0: to what do you say? Yeah. Say, say the contractor then comes up to you and was like, what do you think about this person? Or or maybe it's either the gig that you just played or they're asking you for a recommendation. And let's say it's a person you really don't approve of. Maybe they're really just not a good enough player or what if, or they're not gonna just gel with the group that's already there. What do you do?
1: I think it's okay to be tactful and honest. I really do think if you have a strong opinion that this person is not a good fit, you can just say graciously, look, I'm not sure this person would be a good fit, but it's up to you guys. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's okay.
3: Yeah. I think, and I think there are some kind of blanket statements that maybe don't get heard so often, but would work really well in this sort of situation. Yeah. Ooh, lay them on me. Yeah. You would say something like, oh, I would hate for the quality of the group to suffer. Or the quality ensemble, because it has nothing to do with... No, really. And it sounds yeah, a little yeah. s- strong, a little stark, yeah. but like it really says that, hey, you have the ensemble's best interest in mind, that you appreciate the ensemble, you think the quality is good, and you don't want to see it go down. Maybe suffer is a little bit strong of a word. Or you can tell them, you know, I think um, I think you can find a better option, or I think you can find someone... To even match the high standard or something Mm -hmm. like that.
1: If this is someone you know personally that I have found a struggle on occasion where I want someone to like (sighs) have food on their table Mm -hmm. and maybe they're not the best instrumentalist, but I don't want to uphold good music making over a human surviving. So there have been instances where like I will recommend those types of people Mm -hmm. I'm not super confident about musically, but love them Mm -hmm. and want them to succeed in some way. I will recommend them for other gigs that I feel like are one-offs or things that aren't as big of a deal. Well, that's why I say the situation to me can dictate certain things.
2: Absolutely.
3: And I think there's also something to be said for pointing out those people's strong points that they're really reliable. absolutely. You know, they come to every rehearsal, they're never late. Or I've also seen this. This is interesting when someone... Oh, this makes you sound super egotistical, but if someone's maybe not the greatest player, but like they really practice all their gig yeah. music or like they know everything. They're so well mm-hmm. prepared for like second violin on Bell canon, <laughs> you know, like whatever yeah. it is. And it's like, but there are those people right. out there who don't wing anything. Yes. They're super prepared. Right. And
1: I'd rather And like
3: there's something to be said for that. Yeah.
1: And I'd rather have them than the flighty typical first violinist who's full of themselves and like is not going to prepare whatsoever. Yeah. Some, mm-hmm. uh, in some gigs so
0: do you ever fall into the sort of like is it euphemisms of like um they say like well would this person be good for the gig and be like well they're very prepared <laughs> not with that not <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't want to say something negative like maybe you don't want to say no um, but maybe you want to say something a little more gentle but also maybe not a full-on recommendation and so you just yeah. say something sort of nice, like, "Well, they're a really—I yeah. I know they would try really hard." <laughs> but, but maybe yeah, that—I
1: think tact, that, that's even a well, little bit. Mm-hmm. I
3: think no, just saying, calling them reliable or saying they prepare really
0: well. I think, and without that sort of <laughs> <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> like <laughs> pre-tone, because it's like sometimes maybe you don't want to be uh. known as the person that that denied them, right? I don't know. And sometimes I sometimes I think that the situation remedies itself. Like maybe you do recommend somebody that's not the best player, and they get to the gig, and they'll prove it. And you're like, well, I tried to help you. you. Sometimes sometimes that's like yeah.
2: But then again, do you want that on? Right, recommendation? That, that's your reco- That's yeah. the thing. That,
1: that's yeah. your recommendation. I just feel like tact is of utmost importance in all of this. Like you have to consider your reputation, especially when you're recommending for something that you're a part of Uh or matters for yourself. Like that's just part of it. It sounds egotistical maybe, but it's necessary. Uh And if you don't feel good recommending people, or I find actually more often than not, it's not their musical ability. Uh I like, if I don't mesh with someone's personality or I've seen like how they act and I'm like not into it, that to me matters more. And so maybe they're asking about musical ability, Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, but this person stinks as a human. Like, that's what I run into more than anything.
0: (laughs) Oh, I have a I have a quick little funny story about about that. Yeah, Uh, a couple years ago, I was doing this tour bus gig. There were like, uh, it was a big rock show, whatever. There were like twelve string players, and the contractor was was the conductor, and he was on the bus with all of us. And the tour bus gig thing that it's a weird gig because it's like ninety five percent hanging out. And like getting along with people and you're living with people. It's like a big living room on wheels. And, uh, you know, it's like 5% playing. And even when you're playing, there's like a sweetener track. So it's like, it's very little, little about how well you can actually play. And so we were all, we were, I don't know, just barreling down the road, probably somewhere in Texas. And uh, the contract, we're all just sitting on the bus, like in the, around in the front living room area. And the contractor got like a Facebook message or something from this violinist, and just, and I and I think the violinist back at home. Must have seen all of our like Facebook posts and photos of us like, hey, we're on the road having a great time and playing all these stadiums like woohoo. And the violinist, you know, send a little message to the contractor and was like, hey, I'm so and so. I'm, you know, new to the area. I've been, you know, for just finishing up school. If you ever need another violinist, I'd be happy to, you know, come play for you, whatever, which is like Yeah, that's, that's a great way to do it. Like just send out, you know, sometimes you have to send out the cold, cold email or the cold message or whatever and just say, I'd love to be of service. (laughs) Unfortunately, the contractor was sitting in front of like 10 people who all knew that person. And he looked up from his screen and was like, Hey, uh, what do you guys think about this person? (laughs) And every one of us just sort of made this like, um like you know if it was an email you'd have like a minute to be like you know I think they're a nice person and you know I think they try really hard were but on we the were office we were all on the spot <laughs> oh, no. and our like immediate reaction was like that It's not really somebody who I would want to be in this moment, like sitting around here, just hanging out. It's interesting that
2: like everyone had the same (laughs) reaction.
0: That was what I think was funny is that it wasn't just like on me. There were at least six or seven uh, people who, who knew this very person. And we all were like, um, and the contractor was like, okay, Like he, we didn't even have to say anything. He just knew from all our hesitations that he was like, okay, I, it's, thank you. I got it. I get a picture.
2: I actually find, I think that that's a really good example of, because, you know, it is tricky because sometimes you are put on the spot, Mm -hmm. right? And, and you can't help a reaction, right? right? A reaction is something that happens in a split second and we we can't help that necessarily. And I think contractors who are intelligent people readers, sometimes you don't have to say anything. It's just, they see that and they're like, got it. It saves you from saying anything.
0: And that was the case. For whatever
2: reason, that's your reaction, whether it's personal or even musical, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's, I don't know. I think that's interesting. And I think that that can happen a lot.
0: Yeah. And that sort of ate me up for a while. Cause it was like, I didn't actually say something like maybe I could have defended him and stuff, but it was also, it was so present because it was like, do you want this person immediately inserted into this kind of gig? And it's like, for this kind of gig, that's like all hanging out like this, this, his personality is not the one that's going to fit. Uh, he's a great player. Sure. Is he was, he was actually like a really, like really good fiddle player. And it was like that, that's great. But f- it's he's not suited for this gig and so would you was have like
2: felt differently Michael if it was something where you weren't all living you know it wasn't tour life like if it was like yeah. here's a week of services but you're not living together in a bus would you be fine with that yeah right but so the difference mm-hmm. is we're living together right. on a bus
3: yeah absolutely I want to ask this question if we find out that we've been talked about like we are now talking about
1: People in these
3: situations, how do we go forward? How do, how do Die. we work on ourselves, Death. or how do we become move to a new
2: city and assume <laughs> start, a new
3: identity, start over. change your
1: name and your hair color? <laughs>
3: try again. You start again. No, but but for real, but for real. Mm-hmm.
1: I I mean it's really painful. If I knew that someone had thought these things about me, I would be crushed. No no joke. Mm-hmm. And if that's true, then you've got to try harder. I mean, what else can you do? It's
0: very hard to like overcome a, um, what yeah, would like happen? a bad uh, reputation.
1: Because oh, yeah. What would
3: happen if someone asked us for a second chance? If someone said, hey, I know I didn't play well. Like if, if we really have the chance to book somebody or recommend someone or someone says, let's, like, let's take this example. Okay, this person who I recommended and didn't do well. Like if they write to me and say, I know it didn't go well. I'd really like a second chance. I think I could do better. So next time, next time you have I think the chance, is good. you know, mm-hmm. to recommend me for something, could you please? Yeah. And a couple months later, you know, for this one gig, someone's like, we really need an extra viola. Find someone to play. Like basically whoever you say is going to play. That's a chance for us to give them a second chance. I think that would go a long way.
2: Absolutely. Would we, would I think, think that the, the acknowledging of that? it. I think the acknowledging of it says something because it says that they yeah. are aware of of what happened. Although, you know, I've had times where I've been like, oh my gosh, I just really didn't do well. Like, I just feel like I really didn't play well. And I have never like necessarily said to the person, hey, I know I didn't play well, blah, blah, blah. Can you give me a chance? But... Usually it's because I've been hired again anyway. Or it was a one off and so it's like, whatever. Oh well, lost um, yeah, lost that one. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like, oh, I won't get hired for these weddings anymore. Too bad. You know, so but I do think if they are aware of that, I do think that says something about them. Yeah. I don't know if I would hire them immediately for a big gig, but I would I would probably consider giving them I think a it's, chance to redeem them like yeah. you know, and like build them back up to like the bigger gigs, maybe if they did well on the other things. I, I like how I'm talking like I mm-hmm. hire for gigs all the time. I don't at all. But anyway.
3: and But then, how do, how do we? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I want to ask like,
3: how do we better ourselves? How do we make sure, yeah, in a way that this doesn't happen to us? And if it has happened to us, that it doesn't happen again? Mm-hmm. Or is there a way to redeem yourself if you find yourself in this position?
2: So I'm saying these words to myself, maybe more so than to, any, to you guys. <laughs> uh-huh. We can only control what we can control, which means we can basically control our preparation. And sometimes, honestly, that's even actually out of our yeah. control if we're being called in like very last minute. But we can yeah. only control our preparation and how we behave and act in a situation. That being said, we are also not going to get along with everybody we meet. We're not going to work well necessarily with everybody we meet. And it's not necessarily even personal. It can just be like, yeah, man, we just don't click. And if they're in charge of hiring and they feel that too, then yeah, we're probably out of luck with that. Uh And as much as that can be really difficult to handle because maybe you really liked the gig or you really need the money. It's a difficult pill to swallow because you might just not get hired because you guys just don't get along you know personality wise you can tell you don't click again all you can control then is what you do and i think the next gig you just make sure you're prepared and you go in and you go in with an open mindset especially if you're like you know the sub or the new person to just do what you need to do to make that work and you just have to keep moving on like that and i think especially if you're in a bigger city your chances are better there's not maybe just like one or
0: two major contractors
2: right if you're in a big city um you're going to have
0: yeah you get multiple first chances maybe
1: right because there are um, our job or gigs you know so I, I don't know i think it depends i feel like each I, what i found here in new york anyway is that like there's a main contractor for all the tv stuff and the big celebrity events and there's a main contractor for like each individual lower level orchestra and i like for one totally burned a bridge mm-hmm. with one of those groups when i was first here and i just had to be like oh well to <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, but I think like you're saying, bigger cities, there are more opportunities. Like I've had more chances to recommend people, especially during gig miss, but I do feel like, you know, people are getting better gigs and backing out of other ones. And we're all like texting each other and be like, can you cover this? Can you cover this? Yeah. Like this one's lower level. Like get it Who out of can here. Do this?
0: Right. Yeah. Sum
1: it out. You know? So like that's going on a lot right now. And I think it is, you know, these busy seasons too. It's like, if there's just another Messiah, it's less of a big deal. I think it's more like mm-hmm. during the rest of the season, right? Where it's, yeah character matters more but i think yeah. you're right i think that's Jess, a
0: good though. point and what you're saying is i think maybe you burned a bridge over you know at orchestra a yeah um if you continue to do a good job everywhere else and okay. all those musicians that play gig a and they also play gig b when gig a needs somebody again all those musicians are being like hey i know this girl from gig b you should call her and they were like oh we did call her it didn't go so well and then if you're continually and like always being prepared and showing up on time and and like being a nice person yeah. then i think people will other people will continue to recommend you and maybe that will, be, will, will then be like Uh, you know maybe i'll give her a second chance it didn't go well at first but you know maybe she's Cleaner act up or something whatever yeah
2: i will say so bad <laughs> well i think things it's okay maybe one thing that is not as redeemable mm-hmm. is if you bail on something very last minute sure that is i think where you might not get that second chance and right. maybe you bail for a really good reason Yeah. or maybe you just get a bigger gig and maybe you're lucky and then that better gig ends up working out and
1: well, that's which is risky. fine it's a risk you take it's
2: sure. a, Again, this is what we're always doing in this field, right? You're constantly weighing these this, situations. Yeah. Like, for example, yeah. I am i have been asked to play this gig and I really need the work. So I really want to take this thing. However, the first rehearsal potentially conflicts if I advance in this audition.
0: Uh-huh.
2: But it's one of those things. Am I going to advance? I don't know. Uh-huh. But I don't want to necessarily go into that audition with either a hanging over my head of okay just get this over with because you have to get back for this rehearsal tomorrow or
0: yeah, shoot,
2: now I have to call them and bail and if I bail do you tell the truth or do you say oh I'm so sick or something <laughs> you know because here's the thing that kind of stuff does get out and that's going to get around and what if I do advance and then I bail on this gig but I don't win that job mm. That is going to put me in a very bad light with this particular contractor, and uh-huh. the, so you know uh-huh. you have to weigh that. And I know Damn. people who weigh it, and they take the gig and they just risk the bailing. I still haven't. I feel like yeah. Our, email, but
1: oh, Jess, wasn't that sent like fourteen weeks ago? Oh no, it was like two. I know. It's- Yeah. Two weeks, (laughs) Jess. Oh my gosh. Respond to contractors quickly, everyone.
2: (laughs) I know. This one is, this is different. It's not like happening tomorrow. I have. Okay. But, um, that's what you think. But the, okay. (laughs) The, The point is that's where I have to decide then where, what is my integrity and where does my, is my integrity for myself? Other people might feel comfortable doing A or B, do I and I think that's where then you know and what do I want to have this contract you know because it's potential loss of work if I don't advance and then I'm like back here and I'm like "Uh, shoot I wish I could be doing this however I don't know that's tricky it's a tricky balance I think for me I don't know maybe everyone else knows what they would
3: do no I
1: I don't think so I think we all have to be extremely wise in what we to overcommit ourselves to and I think we've all been in that position where we like you have to be okay with that mental stress and that's just like is it is it right to bail at the last minute probably not but I mean you know just out of survival need sometimes we have to do these things and be like well if we advance great we'll deal with it when we get there and i feel like contractors to a degree understand and this is why subs exist so mm-hmm. it's not ideal like definitely don't make that the norm but you've got to be okay with that mental stress on yourself and if you're not then don't do it you know Well, but i think this is why subs exist yes except that as a sub
2: you are replaceable and oh, i don't I know. you can get know. bumped down the list for that yep you sure. so can. that's where it gets really tricky as well
0: so all right so any any closing thoughts guys we should probably wrap this up for time's
1: sake I mean I feel like it's obvious but, but like just be as gracious as you can be be as prepared as you can be and try to do mm-hmm. your best and not throw people under the bus
0: yeah because I think what goes around comes
3: around a little bit I completely agree. And I think, you know, what goes around comes around also in the generous sense. You know, be generous. Mm -hmm. Recommend the people that you really do appreciate and can stand behind artistically, personally, musically. I think, just like you said, what goes around comes around both for the positive and the
0: negative.
1: And don't be a gig thief. <laughs> don't, oh, yeah.
0: don't snake gigs from people.
1: Don't be snaking.
0: Yeah. Don't be the gig grinch.
1: The gig wrench. Gig grinch.
0: I've never heard that one. Gig
1: grinch. The grinch that stole gigness. <laughs> Guys, that's, funny. that's uh-huh. funny. I'm gonna get a Grinch Costume and do an Instagram video series. <laughs> the <Grinch's. That's> a, <laughs> okay. What are you gonna like steal sheet music off yeah, of a go stand or something? Slink, 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 slunk.
0: You can't you can't play the gig if you don't have the music. Huh? Yeah. See? <laughs> oh my gosh,
1: hilarious. I can't. Alright.
0: Let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh I've no. I've no. been Michael O'Giblin, but I am Michael O'Giblin too. <laughs> I am Michael O'Giblin.
1: I am Anna Luz. <laughs> I am Jessica Weirza.
0: And I am Christian Marshall.
2: Ryan's <laughs> oh. Ron Burgundy, and he's like, I'm Ron
0: Burgundy! I'm Ron Burgundy! Well, that is our show, folks. Thank you so much for listening and for subscribing to our podcast. If you're looking for any of the things that we mentioned, go check out our show notes page. It's perservice.co slash 36. There you might see that this is the freelancing related side of orchestraexcerpts.com, which is another resource that I created to help musicians prepare for orchestra auditions. Something you could do that would really help us out is just leave us a review in iTunes. Helps other musicians find our show and if they're not sure about investing the time to listen to an episode they can read a couple reviews and when there are lots of people that say hey this is a really great show I like the show perhaps they'll check it out and that's what we want there are a few specific people we would like to thank so much for supporting us financially each month they are Siri Bloom, Kathleen Lomagood Sarah Lee and Anne Brueggemann thank you for your constant support if you would like to support the show and become a patron of our show, you can head on over to patreon.com and there you will have an opportunity to pledge a monthly amount every month and you get access to some of our unedited recordings. There's some goodies that don't always make it into the final version and uh, some other fun things. That's patreon.com perservice or you can also find it on our show notes page, which is perservice.co slash 36. Well, I hope you'll join us for our next episode. We're going to talk about some of the unconventional ways that we make money because we don't only make money from performing. A lot of us have some side hustles that we don't always talk about. So it's an opportunity to get to know us a little bit more and also explore some of the income streams that musicians have and ways that we can fill some of the downtime in between performances to make a little extra money and also do things that gratify us and bring us happiness. Until that episode, be well and practice well. It's very easy to say like um
1: uh, you know you know you know you know you
0: know you know Oopsie. you know Oh
1: Michael <laughs> what what a face to freeze on
0: like uh, uh, internet keeps dropping
1: It's okay
3: Dropping like it's hot